1: Hey, everybody, welcome into the Letterman lounge. The sun came up in Columbus, Ohio, but uh, understandably still some raw emotions around town two days removed from Michigan 42 Ohio State 27. We are going to get into it right now in Roosters for Letterman Live. It's a fun, casual joint. Uh, There's a bowl giveaway. We will get to that, but uh, that seems like the last priority to get into right now. So we brought in a couple extra uh, helpers today to dive into it. Cardale Jones. Justin Zwick, Tybus Powell, Bobby Carpenter, firm and myself. Um, hey, um, predictions were wrong. To <laughs> say the yeah. 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 say the That's putting it nicely. Where should we begin with
0: this? Ah, man. When you go into the game, when you go into a game with that much on the line, and uh, you, you, we didn't expect a team, either team, to score forty-two points, let alone Michigan, with knowing they. You know, we'll keep the ball on the ground as much as they did, but you got to give them credit where credit is due. Ohio State went up there, and they, uh, you know, one thing Coach Mick used to say about role games: you need to you need to pack your tough undies and your run game and your and your D line. And uh, Ohio State left it all in Columbus. So uh, kudos to team up north, and uh, Ohio State got to look forward to this bowl game, which yeah. they won't. <laughs> of course not. Of course not.
2: Well, no. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I think we thought maybe Ohio State would score. 40 some you know points based off of what they had done the last few weeks as, as an offense. But you're in a hostile environment with the weather snowing up there. I mean, Burma, was it cold on the sideline? <laughs> it was cold. Okay, it was cold. So you were dressed correctly though, right? But I was cold. <clears throat> okay. But yeah, you're up there, hostile environment, snow coming down, wind. I mean, we had seen CJ throw the ball through that before, uh, but man, when you're throwing it that many times and the run game's not going for you, I mean, in a game like that, trenches wins for you. And it won for Michigan on Saturday on both sides of the ball.
3: Yeah, it was just that. It's the energy you know i was just so surprised to see us come out flat like you come out it's a rivalry game you know it's so much on the line and just to see you know the team of north come out you could clearly see that they wanted it more you know they were they've been getting teased and picked on for the past 10 years and then you could tell that this game meant more to them i mean they came out with a lot of passion and energy from the first drive boom they took it right down in our face just boom ran it right down our throat and scored, and we did not match them no intensity on the second when we got the ball I felt like and even when we got back on defense I still feel like the energy just wasn't
4: there and there's points in the game you know chance to go 14-0 Bryson Shaw gets the mm-hmm. interception feels like it's starting to turn a little bit like things are pivoting go down like can't really get it together like you don't and Chris Olave, he's been a Wolverine killer man but you've got to play big in those games you have to make sure you make all the plays but a little bit of what Tyvus was saying I mean When you're playing a team that's that desperate in a rivalry game you have got to find a way to match their level of intensity and there was a desperation that they had and you could see it from the very beginning the emotional element of it and we've risen to that almost every year maybe the talent gap was bigger and maybe just generally more physical but you felt like when you watch this team this year really good on offense, and they got a lot better on defense, but I would never have said that this team was physically dominant. A lot of the runs that we had more perimeter run game, throw it around, and you could have all those things, but when you have to go get yards, you've gotta be able to do it on offense. It's gotta be downhill, and defensively, when you have to get stops, you need to be able to go and get stops downhill, and that comes from that emotional element, and it didn't seem like Ohio State was able to reach it on that level that Michigan got to. You have to match their intensity. I guess the best analogy, it's been 10 years since there's been a Monday like this in Columbus, Ohio. A yeah. decade. Yeah, there's been a day. De- I was still playing football. Cornell was still at Ohio State. So it was <laughs> oh, Tyler. These guys still playing fork union or something. Yeah, it had been so long, so much time had passed since this, that I was trying to remember, like, what it was actually like. Like, hey, Big Ten championships <laughs> happening and Ohio State's not in it. you just you're coming off a loss all of these different things it's it's been so foreign but you know when you when you grew up starving proverbially in this rivalry like a lot of people in ohio did in the 90s and watching the losses roll up tress gets here and the thing gets flipped on its head and then you even see the blip of 2011. it's been a long time and so ohio state has been eating at the rivalry buffet of roosters. They've got the carving stations. Yeah. They've got caviar. they got, got chips. chips. <laughs> they got, yeah, that's where the chips went. They're bringing everything, and you, everything you want each and every day. And, dude, Michigan has been the dude, kids on the outside, just staring through the glass, slobbering. And finally, it got to the point where, dude, you, you, it's been so long since you've been starving that you can't remember what it's like anymore. And those guys at Michigan, give them credit. They knew how they were going to win. They knew what they needed to do. And Jim Harbaugh said, We're going to win or die. He was going to run the ball 40 times, regardless of what happened, and you got to match it and you got to be tougher up front.
5: To carry on your analogy, generally speaking, if you're on the inside of that buffet and you see a bunch of people outside the window pounding on the window, you're like, okay, we got to keep an eye on these crazies back here because you don't know what's going to happen. And I think Ohio State finally just stopped looking, and Michigan busted through the glass and said, okay, we're taking it. If you're not going to try to stop us anymore, we're going to take it. Last week, I predicted Ohio State would win the game 45-38. You guys know I was nervous about things mm-hmm. all week. Last Tuesday, we had a practice report and I said that I thought Michigan was Minnesota plus. And Austin and Tim and the guys kind of laughed at me. Because I, Minnesota ran the ball down Ohio State's throat. And I, I thought that Michigan's style was a bad matchup for Ohio State. And you hoped that the, the game, the atmosphere of the game would be enough to help Ohio State's players kind of remember what happened two months ago. I asked Kerry Combs after the Oregon game in a press conference if Ohio State was tough enough, if he thought his defense was tough enough. And the answer he gave was that, yeah, he thought they were tough. they have been through so much in the last year and a half and it'd be, you know, how could they not be tough? But I I was talking about physically tough. Are you able to get punched in the face and fight back?
0: And they got And they didn't. (laughs) And, Wild they did, cards. and they
5: didn't fight back and, that, and that's you saw it in the second half michigan at that first drive of the gate of the second half when michigan gets the three and out and then just goes three three running plays for 82 yards straight up uh, straight in the face of ohio state and that defense said we're
0: done we're, we're not going to play anymore and I that, think one, that was that was unbelievable to see one yeah one thing the defense i think had relied a lot on is our offense were a lot of points and our office okay well we put teams in such a catch-up battle for our defense all year, uh, you know. They, they threw the ball the three order. times in the second yeah, half, right, exactly. or whatever it was. Fine. Yeah, but, they, they they put them in there. Our <laughs> offense put them in the catch about it so much. Now the defense don't have to worry about being tough because they know the, their offense got to go out there and throw the ball. They got to throw the ball. And Michigan at a point, this was one game we talked about on weekend kickoff that we didn't even mention talent. We didn't say, oh, I'll say at some point their talent's going over. Yeah. This is a rivalry game. All that goes out the window It's all about how bad do you want it and how tough you are. And we can look at Michigan roster and clearly they don't yep. match up with the hockey as far as talent-wise, but they were tougher. And then, like, like we said before, they just won this game. Well, they were. Not with all
2: that ball. being said, though, we all, I'm guilty of it, went into halftime saying, <laughs> all right, it's a one-point game. We get the ball back coming out. We're going to, you know, at that point in time, we could have been, it could have been 21-14 to 14 They'll if we'd adjust have scored and right the run. It. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure this out. Like, I wasn't worried. The like, I didn't expect that second half to go kind of the way it did. We took a couple punches. Early on, we fought back, one-point game at halftime, and then the wheels fell off three, just straight run plays to open, deuce, kick deuce, it, and then, like Jeremy said, but, right but down the field. To, but to
3: piggyback off of that, the thing that we have ignored is that all year, the adjustments for how State not been great. I mean, mm-hmm. you think, I, this game, to me, basically showed that the things that we were worried about in Minnesota, Oregon, and even when we was struggling in the red zone against Penn State, we just kind of ignored it because we, The teams they played after that, it's like, oh, they fixed it. But the teams that they played after that wasn't that good of teams to begin with. So we thought, okay, maybe it was fixed. Coming into this game, everything that we was concerned about at the beginning of the year came right back out. I was in the group chat with D. Lee and Josh, and they literally were saying the same thing that we were saying in Oregon. Leverage, tackling, toughness, all that. It all came right back. Struggling in the red zone, yeah. taking field goals and not getting touchdowns in the red zone. Everything just literally came back and it was just too overwhelming. They couldn't overcome it this time.
4: You know, it's amazing, you bring up leverage. There was multiple times on the defense. You could see dudes dipping their head inside. And that Haskins and corb they did a good job setting up blocks, but you can't be messing around with the guy and dip inside when you have contained, unless you know that you can whip that dude down and go make yeah. a play, and they couldn't do that. They weren't, they weren't physically able uh, to get there. I think, and some of the adjustments, I don't know how you, like, bring in another dude in the game. Yeah. Like, what would be
2: that? bring in another <laughs> you, you All second half, like, don't we bring yeah. another you're, down you're lineman getting, in. You're
4: getting mashed <laughs> off the ball. Yeah. And, you know, the linebackers, like, as much as, you know, well, I've really enjoyed some of those guys, like, they haven't played that much. and. I, Talk to him like it was going to be a four-quarter game. And they, I don't think, well, they're ready for those guys to be. The in things uh
0: the things that Michigan did. Michigan mm-hmm. said, "Hey, this is our running game. Stop it. You're gonna have to beat us. And vice versa on defense, what they did. Ohio State offense. They said, "We're not gonna let you beat us with this pass." I never seen a team play on Ohio State quarterback in two man so much, because for one, I think because of the comments he's made talking about he don't want to run the ball. He not a running back. So what do you do? You play them in two man because you don't let those three <coughs> receivers kill you. Even though they had, you know, somewhat of, of good games all through them, but you play two men and that's the best way to stop the pass. And then on defense, like I said, they just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. Ohio State have they didn't make any of those adjustments. Like, you know what, forget this. Let's sell off on a freaking run game. Let's make this quarterback. yesterday. Yeah. And I think that's another
1: another callback to Oregon, where we sat there and said, well, what's going on with this rotation and the personnel they're using? If they're if if Michigan is never going to throw the football, Marcus <laughs> Williamson is of and, no know,
3: value
2: to you whatsoever no why defensively, to
3: defensively. I, I said the same, why are we a nickel and they running the ball it should be
2: that's a craig <laughs> young situation that's, that's a court williams situation yeah, a,
1: a, a, any other linebacker situation and they were thin like kate stover had to practice with the linebackers last week because they were down to six of them you watched them go through warm-ups and it was like the spring game so some of this stuff has been going on for six months seven months or we can throw in the Alabama game, and you sit there, and that was also <laughs> extenuating circumstances. But they're playing four linebackers against Mac Jones and Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, and you just
0: you wonder what the hell is going blitz. on. Blitz, yeah. Yeah. blitz, <laughs> go, get the, go get them, go get something. And and I understood, like you know, they came out and Ohio State played a nickel a lot because Michigan they ran a the ball out of the eleven personnel, so uh, one running back and uh, three receivers, and. To me, personally, when the when four-minute offense or a time to run the ball, I mean, that's what I would do. That's my four-minute offense, it would be 11 personnel because I wanted that extra little body on the field, but you still got all your run plays available to you. I want to spread them all out. And definitely in critical situations, that's what Michigan did to a certain extent. But a, I'm like, like I said before, I'm the defense of Ohio State, I'm selling out mm. on a run. I don't <laughs> care, if we got that matchup like we saw the National Championship game, we got yep. four linebackers on the field and they got three receivers, mm-hmm. well, I'm banking on them running the ball. And hopefully with this blitz, well, i hopefully on this pressure I'm putting up. Hopefully we get to them if they pass it. Yeah, that Michigan, the, the, the Michigan keep, offense go, go get
2: them. pass game isn't what Alabama
0: no. was. You exactly. didn't have Devontae Smith no. coming. Exactly. Now, granted, no. no. so,
2: they, they made some good plays, no. and, and they, I think they had to play perfect. You know, and even you know. during the game, Joel Klatt, the, one, the running back, catches the ball one-handed tucks it, and he – and Joe Cloud was even like, "What is going on?" Because yeah. it just felt like everything they were doing seemed to be working. They got creative. They and the little, the little flea flicker. They, they took shots at Denzel Burke. Oh
0: yeah, and, and they, obviously they, man, yeah. that was a complete game. Yeah, I mean, it they, was. Yeah. Even they, they, even they was the with players, Ohio they State, even <laughs> the power. exactly. Even the plays that the they made on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, come on, man, Jackson, the the. Catch behind the guy. The 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 touchdowns, they Mawson got Those guys was in position. It wasn't like
5: blown coverage. They were ready to play. And, and, you you know, you think about offensively Ohio State, every game the Buckeyes have lost in the last five years has come down to the same thing the Buckeyes get one dimensional and they lose. Mm-hmm. If you take away the Ohio State ability to run the football and you require the quarterback to throw it 50 times, the Buckeyes are going to probably lose. And that's, it's not because the quarterback can't do it. CJ's done it, Dwayne against Penn, against Purdue in 2018, threw it 73 times, set a school record for passing yards. But if you can't control the line of scrimmage, you're going to lose. And the Buckeyes so got the their, their butts absolutely <laughs> is- kicked on offense and defense at the point of attack. So-
4: the yards per carry is held up, it's been 20 years. The team that wins the yards per carry battle has won this game. Mm-hmm. It was 7.2 to 2.1, Woo. like not even close. Not even close. close. All tripling, the up right there. I mean, it's, it's it was, it was ridiculous. Cause <laughs> you don't have, I didn't, the didn't need to go out and rush for rush a barbecue chicken. chicken.
0: No, right. hey, yeah, to, that's what I say, what? But <laughs> when they needed <laughs> that,
4: they needed to be able to go run the ball for five yards. And they couldn't do that consistently. Well, Here's one, 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 one other thing. thing. What
0: do you think the time of possession was in the game? Oh, a lot to a little. Ohio
4: State actually outgained them. Ohio State
5: hit the ball 10. longer than they did. Well, they, yeah, they oh, scored so
3: Actually, i was thinking we scored. It because, like because Michigan
5: did what days, no one else has been able to do all year, and they extended Ohio right. State drives. It was, you know, C.J. Stroud threw the ball 49 times or 49, something, yeah. threw for almost 400 yards, but there was not a lot of those <laughs> chunk plays. It was, it was six yards, seven it yards, six dead. yards, yeah, seven yards. There. And, and that's how you have to play it. you got to keep guys in front of you. Yep. As you said, I mean. you two men. you got the two high safeties. You're taking away that big I, play. And, Daxon, and Hill it, Daxon Hill is probably the only player in that Michigan secondary that is someone you can actually have to worry about scheming against. But you have to give kudos to the, to the young guys that play corner. They, they made plays. And, you know, they, they were ready to play. Ohio State simply. I said this on Saturday. I wrote it on Sunday. One team played like they had nothing to lose. And one team looked like they thought they couldn't, sure. and I'm telling you what, you go into that game and you think that that team across the field from you doesn't want it, or you don't think that they can beat you, you can beat. And so we happens.
1: will not be giving out some roosters, Buckeye leaves for this loss. Let's dive in one more time before we take a break. What was the most concerning <clears> thing that <throat> happened on Saturday?
3: The toughness. Yeah. It's hands down. I, listen, but, so I take it kind of personally. I mean, Bobby probably can can attest to this is that the fact that we play defense so when you come to when you come to Ohio State the number one thing you hear is silver bullet defense flat out you're tougher than them you're more physical than them, and you dominate and you go out there and you see your off your defensive line and linebackers just completely getting blown off the ball it's so concerning you're seeing guys who just seem like they didn't want it. Like, no, nope. it didn't seem like they wanted to throw it in there. And that's, it, it kind of pisses me off because it's like we built something. Like, like for since Bobby was there, since before Bobby was there, it's always been, you're going to be the toughest people out there on that field. You're going to throw it in there. You're going to sacrifice your body for this team. No matter what may happen, you're going to do it. You got 10 other guys that's going to be there for you no matter what, so never be scared. And it just, I, I did not see that. It really pissed me off because it's like everything we built is just completely fell down.
4: I that would echo that. And you know, I wouldn't say it's just you know, all defense. Like Denzel Burke giving up a play, that's going to happen. Yep. You're going to have that. You know, Chris Olave, as great as he is, he's going to drop a ball every now and then. You know, and those things are disappointing because like, you've seen those guys make those plays all year long. But it's the fact that, couldn't stop the run when you knew that's what they were going to do. Yep. And it, it looked like you were even a little disinterested. That's the defensive line, that's linebackers, that that's all three levels where you saw like, man, like didn't no one was really trying to set the tempo set and, and, or set an edge and making sure that, hey, this is what's going to happen. And then it was the same thing on offense. People want to get upset. You came out and ran the ball three times, and couldn't get 10 yards. I'm upset that you ran the ball three, three times, times in a row. You couldn't get yeah. 10 <laughs> yards. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that to me, are we talking about having a Heisman Trophy candidate running back, an offensive line that has all these first-rounders, all that? Oh, yeah. Three times in a row, you can't get 10. I'm not saying 20, you just couldn't go get 10 yards. Like, that is highly concerning.
0: Yeah, the toughness, I'm going to echo what these guys said. And, you know, I've been working with you guys and doing shows with you guys the last, I want to say, three and a half, four years. And one thing I always said about this team, not just this team in particular, but that way the program has gone. It's expected. I said, they're not tough anymore. You know, and the simple fact that we got to sit here and talk about you should be tough or you, or what you need to do to win this game and you're not doing it, that's a problem. I'm not, it'd be different. We talking about, oh man, you see that last play of the game, man, they got that lucky stuff. That'd be a different conversation. But when you're, the, the recipe of every time you lose or come into situations where, where, you know, we think they shouldn't have been in, it always boils down to toughness. And like you said, on both sides of the ball, like you said, when you can run the ball three times and not get 10 yards, that's an issue. Yep. You know, and that's not just a, a game issue. I think it is somewhat of a cultural issue. I don't know what's going on in, the, in, the, in those walls of the Woody right now, but I think they need to get back to the basis of being a tough football program and um, just letting the run game. Oh, take toughness
2: away. is going to be a word. I, they hear a lot I, here. I, in I've the, got in the thoughts. Office.
5: I mean, Ryan Day's entire mantra is tough love, right? So love is great. Tough is is missing, and and that has been obvious this entire season. Beyond that, you know, I I look at it from a roster composition standpoint of what's kind of just discerning is that, or not discerning, yeah, discerning. Um, You build a roster, Ohio State's been building a roster to beat Alabama and beat Clemson, and you still play in the North in November, and there's a different level of toughness that you have to have just physically to be able to fight that, and – beyond that Jim Harbaugh was right like there are some guys in that locker room and I'm not saying this about Ryan Day who Jim Harbaugh was talking about that would you know are on third base and thought they hit a triple there's a lot of guys on that roster that didn't have any part in what you guys built and, and a lot of guys I mean there's not how many
1: 49 out? of them I think i never 40, played against 49 Michigan, right?
5: players yeah. had never Only even one
2: we said last week had ever
1: started against Michigan All
5: right. they, they're not entitled <laughs> to that win and I think that that to me is the thing that you hope that this is a, a wake-up call. Um, you know, in 2003, Jim Trestle lost to Michigan. Didn't ruin the program.
2: Yeah.
5: In t- 2011, Michigan was in the BCS Bowl games. Ohio State was struggling. You guys were supposed to be terrible. Oh, nope, one year, fix it, get back to what you'd have to do. I don't think this has to be a black and white, you know, the program must change type of moment. I think it is obviously a wake-up call there will be changes inside of the woody hayes athletic center there's going to have to be but i don't like that the reaction from people is it has to be totally black or white it, it this this is ryan day's first big 10 loss in his, in his career that's nuts I mean, people just don't realize uh, how hard it is has lost four games in the last four years or whatever in, in regular season play There are changes that have to be made, but it does not require throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's just about refocusing and and understanding
1: the importance of that game. All right, we're gonna get into what those changes may need to be, what they will be, uh, what needs to happen as we shift gears away from what happened on Saturday into the future after we take a quick break. Right here on Letterman Live, it's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. Now with some early bowl predictions, Bobby Carpenter.
4: Well Austin, what I'm seeing here is 12 lucky Roosters guests are getting the opportunity to travel to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Each trip comes complete with two tickets, airfare and hotel. One prize winner will be chosen each week, guessing to register weekly at Uh
1: That's great Bobby. What I was asking was your prediction for the Buckeyes this bowl season.
4: I have no idea. I'm going to Roosters right now to register. precision engineering, rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well-designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit bryant.com.
5: Learn more at marines.com.
1: All right, welcome back in to Letterman lives, brought to you by Roosters. They are giving away a bowl trip, Bob. We don't have to, it's too late to sign mm, up. It it's is. probably gonna be the Rose Bowl, yeah. which if Michigan wins the big chances,
4: team. I mean, oh, oh, come on. Oh, don't, don't, don't do it, <laughs> Don't do it. If everybody loses. <laughs> don't go down that road. It's <laughs> a dark, dark path, but <clears laughs> you go to roosterswings.com. And see seven, the winners. And you can see the winners. 24 winners, 12 each week, two. Deluxe deluxe hotel accommodations, airfare tickets, (laughs) Mm. most likely going to be the Rose Bowl. Airfare is crazy expensive
1: right now. It's actually a great deal if it's the Rose Bowl because, my goodness, I feel bad for Nicole. Uh, She's seeing more family. That's why she's not here today. And I told her to save her Buckeye Leaf uh, for the bowl game as well. Also, tomorrow is Appetizer Tuesday. Mm. Don't know exactly what it's going to be. It was supposed to be mac and cheese bites, so it could be... dealer's dealer's <laughs> choice. It's going to be two dollars. we got some, hat some, hat at we got some we fried mushrooms, some oh, some cheese. fried cheese.
5: Honestly, the most, could be anything. the most disappointing part of the 2021 season was the lack of mac and cheese. Oh, well, <laughs> not, or chips. Huh.
4: Well, and the fact that potato wedges. I mean, oh, yeah, that's things. right. That's we've a, suffered I mean, a lot of losses. I, I, a lot. I, I think to, there's a
1: direct correlation. I haven't the seen a potato
4: skin in a while. Well, they need to start planting more wedge potatoes as opposed to the curly fried potatoes. That's the problem. You're absolutely right. Right. I mean, so, that's really
1: where
4: we're at. So, speaking I of adjustments, I don't think <laughs> that
1: Ohio State is going to be all that motivated uh, for a Rose Bowl. And I know there are a lot of traditionalists who love I, that game.
5: I disagree for one okay, reason. Okay, well, can I do
1: Please get let there. Them to the to let me set the stage. I'm you on that one. They, maybe they will be and you guys can make that case. I don't think that they will be. I think that the off-season program, the toughness program, all that stuff the tough love will start right now. There will be coaches that are no longer part of the program and there's also no sense in waiting so the team that will play on january 1st they <laughs> so get rid of them now that's going to start this team will look very different Early so maybe that year, will yeah. play into what you're about to say Burham and tybus but there's going to be like if garrett wilson plays in the rose bowl i will be stunned if sure. cameron brown plays in the rose bowl i will be stunned there's going to be guys that don't play so maybe that will also mean more motivation and maybe my premise here is wrong but I don't think there's anyone in the Woody who's like, let's bring home a Rose Bowl trophy. I'm gonna say this. I, I don't know if they will
5: win the Rose Bowl because of a, a lot of guys like you. <laughs> they're Agnes. gonna play so a that, team that is not anywhere near. They're gonna downtown. play Oregon again, most likely. And they're gonna have that chip on the shoulder. But I have a unique vantage point on game days where like, I was in the tunnel uh, in Ann Arbor on Saturday as the game ended watching these players go into the locker room after getting their asses kicked. Mm-hmm. I, I know that people don't care about it, but there's a lot of young guys who are very, very angry about what happened on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I watched Travion Henderson, for example. I don't—he was the most pissed off I've seen of any player at Ohio State walking up a tunnel. Uh, I, there's stuff to play for, okay? Like you don't come to Ohio State because you—I'm going to win every game. Like you come to Ohio State because you want to be great, and this is the next step in how do you get there. You so. You think Ryan Day is going to allow his players to sulk for a month? I just don't see it. The Buckeyes have the second or third most talented roster in the country. If you lose seven, eight guys that don't play in this game, so what? Next, next man up. They've been young all year long. Why not throw some know. more young guys in
2: there? I don't think they. I don't think
5: they're going to sit
3: out.
5: I, mean, I think I playing in the Rose Bowl listen, changes some things, especially for a guy like Chris Olave. Listen, it's it's his home. Be it's dang. an opportunity to be I'm a thousand-yard receiver.
3: game in an OSU jersey, I'm going out with a loss. I'll be dang. It's not going to happen, especially if you <clears throat> my boys and these yeah. my boys. Like I'm, I'm definitely going well, we to that we, in We're going to ride out. We saw leg. that in I'm 2018. Excited. And the good thing about Ohio State is if you play a pissed-off Ohio State team like we was when we lost to Michigan State, oh, it's whoever in front of them, you got to get destroyed <laughs>
5: we, you saw that in the 2015 fiesta bowl against notre dame exactly. you saw that in the 2018 rose bowl against washington that's the game that terry mclaurin and paris campbell and johnny dixon all these guys could have sat out but they were like no we're, we're we're finishing it the right way and i think here if we want to do a litmus test for the culture of ohio state football
3: that's it, that's yeah. it. it is. and if it is and if it is oregon it'd be a good one because why did Oregon beat us? They was more of a physical, physical team. Yeah. So that's we need to see. Right now, like, can y'all fix this? Y'all done win against them. Y'all already lost. Y'all got a chip on y'all's shoulder. Y'all know they're gonna come. You know they gonna be it's gonna be a dog fight. Can y'all stand up this time? Well,
4: another piece too is some of these guys, especially some of the offensive linemen. They gotta redeem yeah. themselves. <laughs> if your last thing on film is oh, yeah. okay, we've now have seen you go against <laughs> equitable talent. Yeah. Guys who were close and it did not look good. And so there's going you know. to be questions and yeah. answers, answers and you need to be answered because there's a lot of assumptions like, well, they're good at this, they're good at that. Well, we just watch you get your butt kicked. And th- there, I mean, there's rounds that you can slide based upon performances, and especially if Thibodeau, I don't know if you would play with Oregon or what or how that would all work. Um, but I mean, there would be the opportunity there. And, you know, we mentioned this, and you brought up 2003. So, Verma, I know you've been. We were back playing in Wyoming, you know, hitting the hitting the golf balls, right? <laughs> but, you know, 2003, that was the last time that Ohio State I thought was, that was better. It was a good Michigan team and it was, you know, a permanent coach, not fake in 11. And, Z, were you up there? Yep. You us, yep, So you came up to the game. Was made, it Chris Perry? Chris Chris Perry game, yeah. a lot like, I'm watching that. Yeah. I'm a lot like Hassan Haskins on Saturday. Yeah, I'm a lot like, like it, watching right? Watching that game and I'm getting a feeling where Thank like, you. playing hard, we just don't seem to have that extra gear. Like our offense is good, but they, it doesn't seem like yeah. they're just going to be able to bail us out over the top. And so it came down to basically a toughness issue. We'd won two times in a row. And speaking from my perspective, not that you took the game for granted, not, you know, this or that, but it's like, hey, they won up there in 0-1, we won in 0-2. Like, this is just kind of what we do now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that level of desperation, I think, was kind of lost. Yeah. And and he would pretend to taking the Cincinnati job. Mark D'Antoni is our defensive coordinator. And every time, and this was when we had that long break, we watched that Michigan game. And he's yelling at dudes on the sideline for not cheering. He's like, two yard loss, what is this? And he's like pointing dudes out on the sideline on the film. Yeah. He's like, get excited. Why did we even bring you here? Yeah. And like, <laughs> and it was real life. And so he, we'd be walking the halls of Woody and he'd just, hey, Hey, and you look at get in here, and it just it didn't even it didn't matter the play, and he's like looking, and it was every day. It was like the post game film session for probably yes. about twenty four days, and it stung, and it was like a scathing review of just like you're not tough. you're not a, what, what is this like is this the is this what you are as a player, and continually asking you that, and it, and it stung, man, and so that like motivated everybody. I think that's where that thing flipped. Like you can't take this for granted. They they outplayed you, and they were tougher than. Is this what yeah. you want? The next year, they were better than us yes. and were supposed
2: to beat us, and it didn't and happen. you
4: guys Played went down.
5: to the Fiesta Bowl and knocked around a really good Kansas State team. no, yep. I just think when you get your manhood tested like that, and that's, that's what Saturday was. That was a, you know, there's a lot of cliches of Woody Hayes around the, around the, the football facility. But the, the quote I think that's about, why they put his name on it. Yeah, probably. But the quote about like, nothing cleanses your soul, like getting your ass kicked or yeah. whatever. Yeah, This is that moment. I mean, yeah. you have to ask yourself, is this what you want? And, you know, yeah. earlier this season, Ryan Day said that CJ Stroud had one of those moments where he had to evaluate, is this
2: what you want?
5: Mm-hmm. And now there's going to be another Seventy or eighty <clears throat> guys in that locker room that have to do the same
2: thing. i the saying you go back to on the film. Is this who you want to be on film? Is this who you want the NFL to be see you? You know, see you playing in a game against your rival. I think it's going to be eye a eye lot of people. We're going to be hungry. Yeah, the eye and this guy don't lie, and those guys put some pretty bad stuff on the on the film here this past weekend.
3: It's funny to hear that. Yeah, that. you know, that's what they did to us when we lost to uh, Michigan State and Clemson. Well. Every every time. Fickle,
4: work, it was fickle, dude. Boom, put it here. on.
3: This is y'all. Every bad play. Look, look at this. Right, every, right before we did uh, mat drills, every workout session they put that clip on. We'd be like, all right, and then what mm. happened the next year? On it all. So the shit. I mean, yeah. the stuff works. Yeah.
2: Beep. All right. Well,
1: you guys have me convinced. I was obviously wrong yet again. As I, have no, been I mean, all, you may the right. For a lot I'm, of the see season.
5: that's the whole thing though. The game has changed so much, It's so quickly with name, image, and likeness with all these with all this other stuff. You just don't know. I mean, we wouldn't have talked about players skipping a bowl game five years ago, so oh, yeah. it's hard to understand where it goes. But if you watched Chris Olave sitting on the bench in Michigan Stadium on Saturday when the game ended as he's watching 100,000 people on the field, that didn't look like a guy who was ready to say, you know what, I'm, I'm walking away from this. It's the same Chris Olave who, after the 2019 Clemson game, could have gone to the NFL and been a, a, a you know, first or second round pick and said, I can't leave like this. His career's over at Ohio State, but maybe it's not. He has an opportunity to to write one last final thing, and I think that maybe he's going to take a COVID year again. The, well, he's not. But he, <laughs> the chance, he, the chance go, once. the chance to go home and play in front of his family for the final time. I, mean, I just think that there's a lot of guys that are going to have motivation to do it.
4: Chris is a proud guy, and he's quiet. He doesn't speak a lot. Like you know, yep. you guys know you cover the team, but like his legacy had come down. I mean he was that dude uh, mm-hmm. that played really well in these games. Yeah. And I think that's probably what stings him more than anything else It's like, did he play bad? No, yeah. but like, he knew that there were plays out there to be had that he yeah. didn't make, man. And when you've always been the guy that's made the play from block punts to touchdowns, and then you didn't get it last year, and you come back for this, and then to sit there and watch. And like, oh, it, I guarantee you, like it stings him more than anything as much as some of these guys are big time nfl dudes that i had a, a talk to a recruit on the sideline for the michigan state game and the one thing him and his dad said like we like this more because there's more tradition and he's from the south there's more tradition that goes into ohio state a lot of the other places just seem like they simply prepare you for the nfl use and they do that here. But there's also an element of things that matter. The team matters, and there's a history that does matter more than maybe just the guy who's currently renting that number. Right.
1: Um, so the other part, setting the players aside, uh, I think there's probably a very good. Op- uh, it's trending towards Greg <laughs> Studrawa probably not returning as the offensive line coach. I think retirement is probably near for Larry Johnson. Um, so you can start with those two places as the staff sort of gets tweaked this month. Kevin Wilson is going to come up for a handful of jobs, already well, has. He hasn't
4: been offered any of these That's, jobs. Yeah,
1: truly crazy, crazy right? uh, And as, as many as are open right now, he, yeah. he has to get one in this cycle. And then if Colorado State wakes up and does the right thing with Steve Adazio, I would expect Tony Alford to get that job. Mm-hmm. So we're talking minimum of two and a maximum of a much higher number. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, we don't have to speculate on candidates or anything like that at this point, but. What do you guys think needs to happen for Ryan Day as he sits here? It's only two days removed from that, but I mean something has to be changed. You said that right off the top, Cardale.
0: But I don't think it's always like, I don't think it's had to be so dramatic as a, a huge coaching change or, you know, as far as guys like, oh, well, we're not, you know, retaining your position. Yep. And if they leave for a better opportunity, that's different. But I just think it just boils back down to recruiting the right, well, not recruiting the right players, just the, the way you're going to tweak this off season of getting back to the basics of, uh, you know, we are a tough team. We set up, especially this offense and this defense, we start with the guys up front. Mm-hmm. And we only going to go as far as you both sides of the ball, these guys up front are going to take us. So I think we let that be an emphasis. I know we had some tremendous quarterbacks in the last couple of years. Uh, great receivers and, and uh, CJ and these guys are on pace to still do something unbelievable. Um, but at the end of the day, we play in the North and this time of the year you got to be tough
2: you're doing this i think most of it comes down to recruiting i mean you know there's people out there calling for larry johnson to base i mean i know he might retire but there's people who are saying as he passed his prime yeah. you know it's like well <laughs> the last five this years well i know i'm, I'm saying football. like just because they're not <laughs> in the field producing like the Bosa's or the chase young like we're, we're just we don't have those players right right now um but does that mean he's a bad coach no uh I agree with Cardi. I don't think wholesale changes need to be made. I, I do think it's a little bit on that offensive line going into the year. He, <clears throat> there's a lot of talk of how enormous and how big and strong and everything this offensive line was gonna be yeah. to be at the end of the year and you can't go to your run game for that's 10 well. yards. So, that's, that says something to me. So I, I don't know that you know it's because of him. Maybe he just doesn't have the right guys. Maybe we we're playing five tackles when we sh- should have had some guards in there. You know, I, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that, and coaches decide who plays. But, uh, you know, that would be one maybe I would look at, just yep. you know, some fresh blood, some, you know, some different ideas, and and that brings in some toughness, you know, who, whoever you go and get,
0: if that were the case. Well, that, and Speaking about beginning of the year and talking about having all the tackles in the offensive line and stuff like that, I'm like, well, this is going to be a passing team <laughs> because it's a different mentality when you yep. got to run the ball in between the interior in You have a couple of mutters if in you got, the middle. you there. got some tackles, they are not – Built, they're not. Their DNA is not. Oh, this guy's right in front of me. I need to drop this guy and work a double yeah. team like that. You know, it just don't work like yeah. that.
4: When you saw that was one of the big problems. I mean, the double team stuff. You saw Michigan linebackers firing and running yeah
0: through,
4: and they weren't meshing, getting off the exactly to pick up the backer. And part of that is, you know, Harry Miller, like you know, obviously an injury yeah. issue, kind of misdiagnosed at the beginning of the year, and he's out. You know, so you start shuffling some guys around. I know you want to get your best players on the field, but there is. Like, everybody's just not position neutral. Like, there are certain guys yeah, it's, that are built it's hard to in just certain go, yeah. ways. Like, hey, this guy's taller, maybe more athletic. but this guy's a little shorter, more powerful. Like, it's like that with receivers. Yeah. With yeah. Linebackers, yeah usually running. you got, got like, one
0: guy like that, not yeah. four. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it don't guys, work like that. <laughs> you can just like this guy is so
4: great. You can play him anywhere and he's going to be good. So that you got to you know, help that. I've never been one to believe in wholesale changes. I've sat there, I've watched practice, I've seen these guys coach. I don't think it was a scheme thing. I they got out scheme. Mm-hmm. I think there was a toughness element that was involved. And so you could maybe lean on the coaches. Did they get them ready? Were they physical enough? Are you recruiting physical enough guys? Are you, are you training physical enough in the off season? Is practice physical enough? Is that on the coach? Who's making mm-hmm. those yeah. decisions? Yeah. I had a friend of mine who works with me, he's like, well, looks like it's going to be nine on seven a lot in the spring. And I'm like, <laughs> 100 like 100 percent. like <laughs> yeah. hey as great as it is we can throw the ball you throw one-on-ones and seven on dude inside. And we used to have some nice long nine on seven inside run periods that yeah. you know what where we talk guys are fighting each other yeah because you get sick <clears> of <on throat> it throat> like, the there's a competitive element to it and so i don't know if that comes from the coaches you know I, I know Kerry Combs, i've watched is he different than the guy that was coaching when you were there who you know is this great coach who does a good job like, people are the hammer, maybe as a coordinator, but as a position coach. Okay, I think he's really good. I, I've seen what how Al Washington interacts with the guys. Like, I think he does a good job. Like, you know, if uh, Milton gets hurt, um, you know, he blows out his knee. Like, all right, I mean, he's on the coach? I mean, they, they were thin at back, or they just yeah. didn't have any other guys. Talk about bringing, uh, bringing over um, Kate, Stover. Kate Stover. Kate Stover, like, is that on the it, coach? The fact it, there's, you there's know, nobody there
2: you Yeah, two leave in guys. the middle of the season at the beginning of the year.
4: Yeah, I mean.
2: Just you don't have the bodies.
4: I, you know I don't but you know. should have recruited. You should have been yeah. recruited well. Just and that's, and well it's some that's of those what guys. It comes like, down. Roger Mitchell was one of the top inside linebackers. Number one ranked linebacker in the country. I mean, that's There's true. guys who were on Pope really, really talented yeah. player when they came in. There there are some of these guys who were really good, like and, and they,
3: But it's not always about that. Oh, like, I know it's, that, that sometimes it's finding be, a guy. Exactly. That those stars be misleading that time. It's all about the development and I think that's for some reason to me When you look at this team, you can you can clearly see that it's a difference from when Urban was the coach and when Ryan Davis was the coach. If you can't see that, then you're clearly not paying attention. Right now, for some odd reason, it's like Urban just People were scared. They didn't want to go to the Woody. It was just a physical time. Man, <laughs> you, you dread it. Like, you, you dread. like man, I got to go to the Woody. It was but a now physical
1: like, time. Now they like, let's go to the Woody. Like, it's like they enjoy what
0: they
2: do. Let's it's go like, hit the golf simulator. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah right. It's, just,
1: it's For some odd reason to me, let's it's, just, it's too the friendly. There's some edge. edge. It's too friendly.
0: Oh, there's Listen, we used to tell, I used to still to this day, I, you know, with the NIL thing, I still represent some of players with the team. I still <laughs> know a lot of those younger guys. And we sit down like this, we talk crap and I'm not going to, you know, to the players, but I tell stories about just the off season or practice and they sit there like I'm telling them a horror story. They're like this. Oh, my God. You guys started practice over. Well, I said, we probably had period 17. We start that. Oh. <laughs> to, to warm ups, getting your stretch lines. <laughs> the whole thing, start it
3: all start over. Start all
0: over, okay. No. Y'all, y'all bull it, start it over. Are they not even though? Start it over. There is and a change in happen sports. Happen to go to the pit. <laughs> now is
5: it now, it's not just even, see, this is the thing. It's not even just the players. It's the Ohio State football media accounts have to have content, okay? So you gotta have fun punt returns in practice. You, it's It's a weird world and there's an edge missing right now, and there's going to have to be changes. And I think, and I know I get blamed or or called an apologist or a homer or whatever, but Ryan Day is 43 years old. He's in his third year as a head coach anywhere. No, he was a head coach other places. I truly believe that what happened on Saturday is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to Ryan Day because he is going to be forced to look himself in the mirror and say, am I willing to make myself uncomfortable for this success. And I've been fortunate because I got to know him when he, when he started at Ohio State early and as just as the quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator. There is nobody in that facility who is a more fierce competitor than Ryan Day. That, this is going to not happen again. I, I, I said it after the Clemson game in 2019, he became singularly obsessed with beating Clemson and he did it and embarrassed them the next year. I'm not saying he's going to go out and embarrass Michigan next year, but I think he's embarrassed, and I think you're going to see a guy change everything about what he's been doing to, to make sure that he doesn't
1: have this happen again. Yeah, I think we, I would. However that happens on the staff, I don't know. <clears throat> you and I both know that you can scratch the think part out. We know for a fact that he's embarrassed, uh, and this is not acceptable for Ohio State, why we talked about it. This long, and we could probably talk about it for another hour, but
4: the edge, the edge is back. Get the words up. Oh yeah, get the words yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Oh, no, no, the land of the wolves is returning, and all these other things. land of the
0: wolves was horrible. Yeah, so let's. Jesus, <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> I, I'm
1: not sure that it'll come back to that stuff, yeah. but you know that it's going to drive and motivate Ohio State, and we will have a lot more Letterman Lives to talk <clears> about that <clears> in the days, weeks, and months ahead, but. That's going to put a pin on this one. Michigan 42, Ohio State 27. The run is over. Dominance in the Big Ten is over. Wait, hold on. It's not no, a no, the no, it's over. over. The run is over. No, the run is, is over. The streak the is point. over. Not the streak is over. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. The streak point. is over. Well, the One right.
5: loss doesn't have word, to be yeah. the yeah, end yeah, of the, the, the run. run. That's, That's not is what I'm over. saying. Well, I know. I made. know what words you mean. Yeah. The word. The word. You
2: Guys are right. That's what I'm here. I'm five editors. Same idea there.
1: Same idea. I appreciate that you guys are here to keep that in line. I'll, have, I'll send all of my work this week to you guys to make sure that I get it right. <laughs> yeah, we'll read through well. it. <laughs> um, <hey. laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. This wasn't quite as fun of a and casual conversation as we have, but still enjoy, as always, Cardale Jones, Justin Zwick, Tyvis Powell, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward, and we're going to be back here next Monday to talk about the Ohio State Buckeyes. Thanks, to Roosters, for having us for a fun, casual chat. It's a fun, casual joint. Come see them tomorrow for Appetizer Tuesday. See you next week.